Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. LGBTQ Ukrainians are scared. Russia has attacked Ukraine. Officials say at least 40 Ukrainian service members have been killed, as well as dozens of civilians. People like Putin are allowed to just invade innocent countries and take things over. Queer activists say a Russian invasion turned occupation would lead to the persecution of LGBTQ plus people in Ukraine, which means jail or even death. Welcome to 1010 Pride. I'm your host, Andy Eganthorpe. Those fears aren't hyperbolic, but based on Vladimir Putin's history of human rights violations. Activists say LGBTQ people have little to no rights in Russia. In 2013, the country passed what it called a gay propaganda law that made it illegal to equate same-sex marriage to heterosexual marriage or promote gay rights. Human rights violations doubled after that law passed. In 2019, LGBTQ plus refugees spoke out about kidnapping, torture, and murder in Russia's Chechnya region. They described it as state-sponsored violence. They said in 2017, 100 gay and bisexual men were rounded up by police, taken to a detention center, and experienced the unimaginable. In 2021, same-sex marriage was banned in Russia, and when I say banned, I mean officially banned, as it wasn't allowed prior. The country also banned transgender people from adopting children. Ukraine, on the other hand, well, it certainly has a way to go, but LGBTQ people say life in Ukraine is much better. The country has had a pride march for 10 years, and while it doesn't allow same-sex marriage, activists say they believe that it will happen within the next few years. But that could change under Russian occupation. For example, in 2014, when Russia invaded Crimea and the country later succeeded from Ukraine, LGBTQ plus people found themselves living under Russian law, which meant that ban on the gay agenda? Well, that applied to them. In fact, at the time, the head of the regional government said a liberal attitude towards gay rights would be, quote, intolerable and unacceptable. LGBTQ plus Ukrainian activists in New York City are speaking out against the Russian invasion. On Saturday, they will hold a protest in front of the Stonewall Inn. I spoke to one of the organizers, Bogdan Globa. Bogdan Globa, thank you so much for joining us today. 
On Saturday, your group and allies will gather outside of the historic Stonewall Inn to protest Russia's aggressive invasion of Ukraine. What do you want to see come from this protest? I think first about like Ukraine and the Ukraine democratic country in danger. First and second, LGBT human rights under threats there. Like Russia, very anti-human rights. It's like dictatorship. It's like tyranny there. And the LGBT folks and like human rights folks, like activists, it will be like first target for Russia. And especially that like if they will take over some new territory or even like right now, like at this moment, they fight in Kiev and they're like Russian tanks in Kiev. Look like for now, Ukraine army is strong in holding it, but like, I don't know for how long, like whole democratic world and ignoring that, like, and it's like just Ukrainian and Russia in superpower country. I'm, I'm, I want to be optimistic, but like Russian army stronger. And uh, unfortunately, it's look like it's not so much help for Ukrainian, you know, from the West, and like only like this deeply concerned. Then we have like just few days or like few weeks to help our LGBT folks because you know if like Russia like take over like some territory even more like it's mean all of these folks in danger like it will be like really not just you know oh we're not welcoming LGBT it will be not that it will be like life and death situation because they want to set up this Russian government there pro Russian government. So they need to kill all of these pro-Ukrainian human rights activists who will be vocal about this, who will be like go on TV and talk and tell West about how bad situations with human rights. So they will be built there like North Korea. What are the threats that LGBTQ plus Ukrainians could face living under Putin's control? First, uh, what American like CAA published like several weeks ago, I think I like I, th- I believe a lot of Americans saw that article about Russian intel have like kill list for LGBT and human rights activists. So after they will take over Ukraine, they want to like definitely physically kill all of these people. I think it's it's about LGBT activists. They are in danger, like active people who like you know protest like like me like activists who people was active and do something trying to change things so i truly believe situation in ukraine for lgbt folks will be worse than even for in russia for lgbt people they will be hunting them looking because they want to prevent someone go tv or american tv you know tell about how situations are are you in touch with any queer activists on the ground in the country? And if so, what are they doing to brace for the combat and what will happen for the Ukraine's queer community? How are they bracing for that? My mom in Kiev now, and she head of like PFLAG, if you know this organization in America, similar parents who have LGBT children. Many of them, they don't have get, like way get out. So it's like transportation doesn't work anymore in Ukraine. So it's like no train, no flight, you know, nothing. So they kind of like shuttle in place. They stay where they are. What I understand for now, Russian don't touch civilian, but for now, because they are like busy with fighting with army. So I think it's the next stage when they will take over control. They will like, you know, start to look in these people like from the list. But yeah, they all scared, they all quiet, they don't understand what to do. They don't have plan to get out. Nobody like tells them what to do. 
and we like far behind like i trying to like reach all our like government and say hey we should have a plan now like i know they're talking about this we like they have a discussion all of this our lgbt envoy people you know i don't know when like you know our bureaucracy will like create this plan it will be for many people it will be like too late We will be right back after this. Hi, I'm Femi Redwood. I'm the host of a new podcast called Beyond Black History Month. I know, I know, I know you're tired of hearing the same Black History Month stories. So am I. This is different. We celebrate black excellence while having nuanced conversations about race. Beyond Black History Month is super inclusive and it's pretty dope. For real, for real. So subscribe. Welcome back to 1010 Pride. I'm your host, Andy Egenthorpe. We continue our conversation with Bogdan Globa. What is the history of LGBTQ rights and acceptance visibility in the Ukraine? Remember, Ukraine very young democracy, so that independent Ukraine, what we know, was uh, created like in 1991. Ukraine long time was under Russian empire, like, you know, all of that stuff. So from 1991, Ukraine actually did a lot of progress on LGBT and human rights issue. It's still a sensitive issue in Ukraine, but for example, five years ago, Ukraine parliament gave a vote for law to protect LGBT people from discrimination on workplace. And that was very progressive law that even like include protection for trans people, what like not many European countries has. So it's a lot of progress. It's still it's still a lot of stigma. It's still a lot of stereotypes. It's still some danger for LGBT people because they're like some Russian Nazi movement in Ukraine. So Russian promoting anti-LGBT movement in Ukraine. It's not like Ukrainian hate LGBT. It's like Russian set up all of this organization and give them funding and like promote it's like soft power from russia they they promoting all of this traditional family values and like have all of this troll farms you know but in general if you like you know zoom out a little bit and think okay ukraine 30 years democracy and you will see all of this progress what they did ukraine has a pride only one country in eastern europe has pride no russia no belarus no this country no, no, no one country who, like, you know, was part of Soviet Union has a pride. Only Kiev, five years in a row. And last one was very safe, no incident, no nothing, like 10,000 people. It's a significant progress. And we will lose all of that. Eight years ago, Russia invaded and subsequently annexed Crimea. What happened or has been the experience, if you know, of the LGBTQ plus folk who lived in that area? They shut down all of this LGBT organization, human rights organization. They shut down their, all of this program, for example, PrEP or help for HIV positive gay people. They shut down all of that. And they even criminalize LGBT there. Of course, we don't have any access, so we even cannot talk with people there because they're like control internet, people don't have access to like date apps, so it's like you even cannot meet with people there. I don't know, like life, how's life for LGBT people like, I don't know, Iran, you know, 
you know, something like this. So many people was able to leave. So they go to Kiev or they go to Europe or America. I know several folks who like ask asylum in the United States and happily live here now. Many folks, you know, move somewhere where it's safe. Some folks stay there, but they kind of underground. It's underground life. It's something what was in America like in 60s so like 50s. The sanctions against Russia that the U.S. and the world are going to impose on them, do you think that is going to be enough to deter or to help this situation? No. This is, like, too little, too late. It's just a very small sanction. I, like, you know, I watched, like, speech of of president, and, like, he said, like, he was proud, like, how, like, the stock market in uh, Russia, like, like, crashed for, like, 50%, like, yeah, but it's like one day, and then it rebounds and like go up again. Like, y- yes, it's like temporary, and Russian ready for some success. So they they already know like what will happen. So it's not like something scares them. We need like something like bold sanction, like and a lot of them, and like completely erase Russia from Western economy. So something like an embargo and like say, okay, now Russia cannot trade with oil, with gas, with anything. So what actions would you like to see America and other nations take to stop Putin? More help for Ukraine military. I think we can give them like more weapons, ammunition, and still a lot of people who want to fight. Because Russians have more troops. It's a bigger country. And we cannot fight that. They have more tanks. They have more air support. Ukraine don't have like so many like, you know, planes, for example. But so I think what we can do, we need to give them like Ukrainians some technology, some weapons will like be like on level up. And even they have smaller armies, they can beat them. And it will be like good message for Ukrainian to fight, you know, say like, okay, we'll stay with Ukraine, we'll stay with democracy. Think about this, it's the same, totally same situation what's happened with Hitler. We now in 38. Putin will not stop in Ukraine. And if we will give up on Ukraine now, Russia will go to Estonia, Litva, Finland. You know, who knows when, who next. But we need both sanction and military help for Ukraine. And Ukraine will fight. Is there anything queer people here in the U.S. can do to help their LGBTQ plus Ukrainian brothers and sisters across the way? Yeah, I mean, like, I think we need to start organizing to understand who can, like, give a shelter. I assume, like, it's uh, in the next few months will be a lot of refugee asylum seekers from Ukraine, LGBT, as well. I, I think most of them will move to Europe, but several thousand LGBT folks will move to U.S. What I know, I think U.S. will give temporary protected status for Ukrainian. So we need to help all of these people who will come. So we, we, I already understand it's will coming in next, you know, few weeks and months, and it will be thousand people. So we need to start thinking about this right now, how we can help them. Like for example, someone can give them like couple weeks shelter, like some room to like just temporary, like to figure out what to do next. Like you know how rent a room, how like apply for some asylum, refugee, like whatever. So we need to think what help we can provide for them. Like they, a lot of them will be need legal support. It will be a lot of application, and many of LGBT folks from Ukraine don't know English. So we need help them 
fill up this form application. Yeah, all of this. So, and also LGBT community can, right now, we have great opportunity to press government, US government, to organize all of this, to prepare for all of this, to help. Also, what I believe, US government should have some program to assist, uh, evacuate LGBT activists and human rights activists, like women activists, like transgender, who especially on target list. And what I understand, they even have names. So right now they even like can go after these names and help them like get safe place. And uh, it's what we should do. LGBTQ plus Ukrainian activists here in the States say that while the queer community is putting up a fight in Ukraine, they will do what they can to amplify their voices here. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this channel. It's been dormant for years, but we're on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts from. Special thanks to our producers, Dempsey Pilat and Jill Webb. Famie Redwood is the managing producer of podcasts. Ben Meverack is the brand manager. And I'm Andy Eganthorpe. Thank you for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.